Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. Hello, everybody. My name is Kevin McDonald, and you're listening to My Independence Report. Today, we're going to talk to somebody who is just phenomenal at something that I'm, well, not in, and that's relationships. Dr. Dar Hawks is with us, and she is a, uh, well, let me have her explain herself who she is. Dr. Dar, welcome to the show. How are you? Oh, I am well. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. Well, I'm thrilled to have you because I need help with relationships. I I sense that that is kind of something that we all need. Uh, But uh, tell us about yourself and where you come from and and your passion and how you got to be where you are. Sure. So my passion is really people. What makes us tick? What makes us connect? What makes us not tick or connect? What our triggers are? Um, And really... Uh, understanding our minds, bodies, and and emotions, and our feelings, and brains, and how that all connects together, and then makes us do things and say things that work in relationships or don't work in relationships. And I, I found myself on that path, really, I think it came as a talent. Very early on as a child, I noticed uh, people coming to me and just sharing, you know, their deepest, darkest secrets with me, knowing that they could trust me, that I wouldn't judge them, I wouldn't analyze them, I wouldn't criticize them, um, and I would simply just be a, a conduit for listening and acceptance and love. And then uh, many years later, I was facilitating a workshop um, that I'd asked to by a friend, and during that workshop, a gentleman came up to me and looked at me and said, I think you're going you're to think I'm crazy, but I am sensing and thinking that you are the one to help me. My wife is leaving me this weekend and I need your help. And so um, it was one of those divine calling moments where I knew I had two choices, yes or no, and I knew it was a yes. And so um, I went in, met with him, uh, with him and his wife, over a weekend in their home, and that launched my uh, my career as a relationship coach and relationship superpower coach, working with singles, couples, and teams, and um, people at all levels of, of companies, and how to um, really understand yourself as well as how you relate with others and and what uh, what works in relationships and what doesn't. Now you're a doctor. And what is what is your PhD in? My PhD in is in metaphysics and human behavior. That's a, that's a, that's an interesting combination. <laughs> yes, it is. I am just really fascinated with this uh, what I call energy. Um, I always say with with when I'm working with with my clients that it's not personal; it's just energy and. All of us, we're expressing or expelling energy through our words and through our tone or through our moods, 
through our thoughts and through our feelings. And it's, that's what it's about. Now, if, if I believe, as I suspect that you do as well, that we are energetic beings in a physical experience. And Absolutely. that being the case, that being the case, if we are that, how do we know how to match up our energy with somebody else who's walking along? Is there a magic formula that you can use to kind of match up the energy of how that can create a working relationship? Or is that as as haphazard as it seems to be? Well, there's, there's one thing that I want to say about that. Yes, there is a magic formula, and it's pretty... Um, pretty simple to implement. And one one is to let go of our left brain, right? We've all been trained to do relationships through our left brain. And the left brain, um, through schooling, we are taught at a very young age to start engaging, co- engaging cognitive intelligence. And the majority of us have been trained over umpteen years on doing relationships cognitively. And Relationships are not left brain things. They are very dynamic. They are feeling oriented. They are very right brain and whole body oriented. And so that's where my relationship superpowers come into play and is a more direct answer to the question that you just asked me about how do we match up our energy? So those, there are five relationship superpowers and they can also be our kryptonite. And our kryptonite is that which makes us weak or we're not at our best, you know, we're not being our best selves when our Kryptonite is engaged. And so those five relationship superpowers are fun, freedom, love and belonging, power, and survival. And we all have all of these. They can also be called needs or or drivers. And at any given moment, we are motivated by one of those five things. The way I've positioned this work, it's really through Dr. William Glasser's work. He uh, made it his life's work to understand as a, uh, he started as a therapist and he realized that that, that the therapeutic model that he had been um, taught wasn't working because it was external focused. I don't know if you've noticed, but I certainly have that we live in an era where it's always everybody else's fault. When something's um, happening, yeah. we are either blaming, criticizing, analyzing, judging, comparing, nagging, bribing, whatever it is, others or ourselves. And that's a very left-brain-focused way of being, thinking, and feeling. And so with these five superpowers, when we identify which one is our primary and our secondary, we can start ensuring that we're aligned and making sure that we are centered and grounded in either our primary or secondary. And when we're not, when things feel off or things aren't going well, well, we know that our primary superpower or need is not being met. And we can identify ways to get that met, either in that present relationship or through other means or outside of that situation that we're in or through that situation we're in. And so I'd like to give you an example of that if I could. You certainly may. Did you have a question before I do? I, well, I just wanted to let everybody know that you also have a website, and the website is www.drdar.com. And while you're, uh, I highly suggest that while you're listening to this podcast, that you go on her website because she's got lots of information there in in regards to what we are talking about here. So you can kind of like follow along. So 
uh, with that, I just wanted to give everybody that information. And uh, Dr. Dar, go ahead. I'm I'm enthralled. <laughs> also, to add to that, you can also go take a quiz at drdar.com. That's d-r-d-a-r.com to figure out what your primary and secondary superpower is and what your kryptonite is. So for me, my primary, when I, out of the five, there's fun, freedom, love and belonging, power and survival. My top one is love and belonging. I am all about unity, community, making sure everyone's getting along. Um, I have a gift and talent when things aren't going well, seeing what's going on and bringing people together and finding that common ground. Um, it's not so much about a win-win. It's really about finding common ground so that we can understand each other and accept each other. And so that's my primary. My secondary is freedom. It's funny. I was just having a conversation with someone yesterday. For some reason, we got on the topic of boxes and coffins. And I said, you know what? I'm not one to be put in a box. As a, as a lifelong uh, a person who's dealt with lifelong asthma and allergies, I feel very suffocated when I feel like I'm in, I'm in a box. And so the superpower of survival, when I go into survival mode, my husband will say, people 5,000 miles away, they're going to know it, and nobody's going to be happy. So that's, that's my kryptonite. And so when I go into survival, my energy's in survival mode, it's, it's a false precept, right? We think that we've got to protect, I think I've got to protect myself, or I think something's happening, and it just could be a conversation, uh, with someone who's very dominating or authoritarian and I'm feeling like I have no freedom or maybe the conversation is happening in a closed room with no windows and the door is shut. So there's a, a sense of not feeling free. Then I go into, you know, my survival need gets starts kicking in. And so to answer your question around, you know, matching and aligning our energy with others, if I notice someone else in is in survival, I know to go into love and belonging or creating freedom or some sort of fun to lighten, you know, to bring some light to the matter. Or I know to ask some more questions or connect in a neutral way to understand more of what's going on with them in the moment. You know, it's not very often so I get an, an opportunity. Don't do, do that. I was just going to say, not very often I get an opportunity to talk to somebody like you. And uh, um, after we get done with this portion, I would love to talk to you. I've got I've got some questions about uh, toxic relationships and and relationships that that how how to get past certain things in a relationship so that you can come together. But go ahead and finish what you're doing, and then then I'd like to go there. Yeah, sure. So these five things, five uh, superpowers, they really are a simple way of connecting with people. I mean, we all know. Uh, or have people in our lives or know of people who, when something's feeling heavy, they're immediately going to go to humor. So we know we can get clues that, oh my gosh, this person is really, you know, motivated by fun or they're going to, they're going to make light of the matter. So another example I like to give too is, um, and I do talk about this uh, quite a bit as an example, is if we were all, t you know, let's say there were 30 people to 50 people, we're taking uh, a short river cruise together, um, but we notice we're about to run into run into a structure of some sort. 
the the people who are their superpower is power and survival they've already seen it they've seen it way before fun freedom and and love and belonging superpower people would be right they are thinking of ways to prevent it ways to um handle it if it happens et cetera et cetera the power folks are going to be taking control keeping trying to keep people organized um the freedom people are going to try to figure out now this is an exaggerated example to make a point but the people that are motivated by freedom and that's their superpower they're just going to want to get off the freaking boat the people who are about fun they're going to try to make light of the light of the matter they're going to make jokes try to you know try to uh uh bring people to more of a, a calmness and jovial nature and love and belonging is going to look around and try to make peace. Now, let's say we end up on this little uh, structure. I, I said river. Um, so I'll just say, you know, we got stuck on an island somehow. We're all on this island. And again, you know, survival folks, power folks, survival folks and power folks are going to look at being organized, thinking about food and water and shelter and uh, fun is probably going to be, you know, playing around, uh, games, that sort of thing. Freedom, they're going to think they're, they're just going to want to walk and spend time on their own and uh, ensure that freedom needs are met and love and belonging. We're going to be around that fire, right? Having, having uh, close kumbaya time, getting to know each other. Right. But here's the deal. We all need all of these these uh, gifts and these superpowers because power and survival. When there's a power struggle there, guess who's going to be called in to help? Right. Love and belonging is probably going to be called in to help to solve that struggle. Um, if if survival or power folks get stuck in a situation, freedom is probably going to be needed. Right. Right. So we all need all of them, and that this is the this is how we match, um, try to match or find common ground. If if I try to have a conversation with somebody and and I'm all love belonging, but I'm in a room with people who are you know their superpowers all power, it's probably going to be a huge turnoff. If I'm my my normal huggy lovey self and I'm wearing you know hearts all over all over all over my clothes. So, <laughs> you know, it's going to repel them. Sure. So these are simple examples using just these simple five words or word groupings on, on how, to, uh, how to really connect at a deeper level with people and understand and accept and love each other. I have a question for you that has kind of dogged me in my personal life with either me or my children or their significant other and that is this. Everybody gets to a certain point in life and they come to us wounded in some manner or capacity. They've been, they've been hurt in the past. They come to a relationship and they are hesitant to open up. Uh, they're hesitant to allow the other person in. And so they, they end up at loggerheads looking at each other, kind of growling, trying to figure out how to open the other one up emotionally and open themselves up emotionally to be willing to be hurt again because they've been hurt so many times. How do you help mm. people like that? Mm. What a wonderful question. So there, there are a couple of things going on there first that I'd like to talk about. First is the memory of being hurt doesn't mean it's true today. 
Right. So it does not mean right. it's true today. We just carry that memory in our left brain and then in our cellular memory because we never really process the feeling associated with it. We've been taught to shove our feelings down a down our throat and not discuss them, not feel them, numb ourselves, right? And secondly, the left brain doesn't process emotion. The right brain does. And so I have a feelings wheel that I use with my clients, and we name the feeling, and we've been taught not to emote. But what happens is those feelings they they um, gather, they congregate, and then they become this one big stress ball. Combine that with the memory of being hurt and then any kind of trigger that remotely sounds like or feels like that past experience, that's what creates that struggle. But it's not true. So How the other thing I want to say about, yeah, you don't. You absolutely don't convince them. Here's what you do, though. There's two things going on. One is they need to be empowered and call in their power superpower instead of the survival superpower because the survival one is the one that's kicking in, protecting themselves, right? The the power superpower, that conversation looks like something like this. I'm just going to make something up on the fly. I have been hurt before. This is how it felt for me going through it. Here's what happened, and here's what I made it mean. I am going to choose to be invulnerable, right? We've been taught to be vulnerable, and vulnerability, that word in and of itself means leaving myself open to be hurt. I come from a different tat. I come from a space of be invulnerable, which means I am not going to be hurt. And how you do that is by being abundantly clear about what your what your requirements are. Give you an example. It's a conversation about Governor Sanford and his wife years ago. His wife, uh, his the Governor Sanford, when he was the governor of South Carolina, I many remember. people don't know this. Do you? Okay, he che- you know he cheated on his wife. He, um, didn't he run away to South America for a period of time too? He, he did. He absolutely did. But it was fascinating to me. This was, this was a time when I had a TV spot for um, every Friday. I had a three-minute you know, TV spot uh, locally in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I did a relationship segment. And we talked about this on that segment. Bottom line is, during his vows, he would not u- use anything related to, I will be faithful to you. Any kind of language related to that, he took out. So my come from is as long as we're clear about what we require, need, and want in our relationship, understand what the non-negotiables are and what the negotiables uh, uh, are, then we can communicate those very clearly. And when people show us that they are not capable willing, or willing or even able to honor our non-negotiables, then that's when we know we need to have an exit plan or an exit strategy. So that's a great example, right? He was telling her all this time, no, I'm not going to be faithful to you. And everybody was in an uproar, you know, oh, my gosh, he cheated. No, he was telling her all along. Another example, I was working with. Yeah, exactly. We've and, and the other thing, too, is there are. You know, we have these um, uh, society-based or even religious-based 
um, boxes of what relationships must be as a norm. And being the contrary than I, that I am, there is no normal relationship because people are dynamic. We are, there's no one human being that's exactly the same as another human being. We all have different requirements, needs, and wants. And sure, some of them are similar, but at the end of the day, what works for me may not work for you. And we've got to collaborate to figure that out. Another example, yeah. I was working with a couple. They were, they were planning on getting married. Um, the fiance, the, the fe- uh, female fiance, um, in this particular example, is a, a heterosexual couple. The female in the relationship was a neatnik, like complete, clean, you know, household. Their arguments were, you know, my, my fiance, my, hu- my husband to be is, is just a slob. I go to his apartment and I clean up. How do we resolve this when, when we get married? I'm like, well, first of all, kudos to you that you're having this conversation now. Yeah. Secondly, you already, you already know this about each other. So let's go in eyes open wide and put in structures to make this palatable for you so that it's not an argument. Because here's the deal. You pushing him to become the neatnik that you are is never going to happen. Nope. And him pushing you to be the slob that he is, is never going to happen. <laughs> Us slobs <laughs> would like that to believe that that's possible, but it's not. <laughs> No, we've got to accept each other. Now, you know, I'm I'm using exaggerated words here again to make the point. So we had to Not find really. ways to collaborate where, you know, when he's coming in the house, for an example, instead of ripping his shoes off and his coat and his socks and, you know, pants and whatever and just dropping this trail of clothes on the way to the shower, would you be willing to put your shoes on this shelf and would you be willing to put all the clothes in this basket? Um you know, by the door. Right, and then, that shouldn't be too hard. you know, the, per- the person who's doing the laundry, would you be willing to take the extra steps to go to this, ba- these, maybe there's three baskets, right? Based on the stage of, of <laughs> where in the house this is happening. Would you be willing to retrieve each of the baskets to do the laundry? It's, you know, there's a gazillion different permutations of solutions to collaborate. But what we do is we try to make the other person change. And people don't mind change. We will try a new type of toothpaste, right? So we don't mind change. It's that we don't want to be changed unless it's by our own choice. I've got another question for you. <laughs> I've got a million of them now. You're, you're just opening up. You're opening up a whole new thing. Okay, let me, let me, let me ask you a question. Because... Um, I got married. I was married for 24 years. During the course of my marriage, um, my wife, ex-wife, came from a family that did not talk about stuff. I like to talk about stuff, hence the reason why I'm doing a podcast. I like to talk about stuff. I like to get in depth with stuff. And if there's a disagreement, I like to find out more. And she would just shut down. And then the next day was Mm. as if nothing ever happened. How do you get past that so that you can get past that? So there could be a lot of things going on in, in, in those types of situations. Uh-huh. Um, there was. I, I think, yeah, I think really it boils down to, a, uh, most, um, in my experience with, with the individuals that I've worked with, it, it's really based on either childhood trauma or childhood experiences 
or really being shut down and never being heard. Um, I think it does. It's I don't I don't think that you can do that on your own in a relationship when it's at that stage. I think definitely working with with someone like me or a relationship expert who can help people open up and and um, heal those those earlier wounds. And I think too, you know, we're disconnected from the feeling side. So um, the left brain doesn't just open up if we're left brain focused and our body is is fully cognitively focused. Um, so I'm noticing that a lot, even with, uh, you know, today, the big thing is teaching authenticity and teaching, uh, teaching adults on how to be empathic, you know, to have empathy. Um, but, but the teaching, some of these classes are, they're, they're taught through um, models that engage the analytical side of the mind. Empathy and authenticity is not cognitive, it's emotional. So the way to do that, I call it the kitchen, kitchen, uh, the kitchen table way or the back door way is to start engaging in right brained activities together. Um, it can be, it can be difficult to do that for, for people who are so left brain dominant, but start engaging in right brain activities, start doing, you know, uh, a, start listening to music together, um, doing jigsaw puzzles that are very um, colorful and bright and artistic, go to museums together, spend time in nature and, and breathing clean air, things that are going to engage that right brain. That's, that's really good. And then, that's really good because... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just I was just going to say, I, I'm just reminded of, it's been, it's been like we've been divorced now a dozen years i haven't had a relationship since as a matter of fact a favorite joke of mine is i haven't been on a date since 1980 so i'm clean but besides that <laughs> um what <laughs> with her what would happen would be whenever we would when somebody else not me because she just shut me down but when somebody else would start inquiring as to what was going on with her she would break out in tears and not know why is that because she forgot mm. I, um, it could be, I, I really think it's uh, not knowing how to talk about how we feel. Um, again, it's the left, right brain thing, right? The ref, left brain is, uh, judging, comparing, analyzing, and who knows, you know, all those, uh, the self thinking that we do in that moment. But processing feelings can't, can be done at a certain level cognitively, but, but it's not uh, fully effective. And and there's many of us that really do not know how to talk about how we feel. You know, my husband and I, we uh, we can look at each other and say, you know, I'm really angry with this situation right now. Um, I'm really angry about how you handled it. But we're in a very calm tone and we're owning our own feeling about it. And we can have an adult conversation about it. However... If I'm in the moment of what I call the emotional turmoil wave and my blood, you know, when I'm, my blood is boiling, if I try and have that conversation then, which is what the left brain wants to do, it'll come out critical, analytical, blaming, very judging, attacking. That's not the time to do it. It's to, we, we are to do it when we're back in that calm space and those waves don't last very long. If we just allow them to, to allow ourselves to be with that 
mood and that energy and breathe, it'll pass fairly quickly. But because we shut it down in ourselves and, and kind of shove it to the side under the rug, so to speak, then what happens, we get triggered and then we start crying. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what happened. By the way, we're talking with Dr. Dar. She is a, an incredible uh, relationship expert, and she's got a PhD in uh, metaphysics and, and, and human relationships. You can go to her website, which is drdar.com. Find out more about her. Take the relationship superpower quiz today so that you can figure out what you're about, and then you can get in contact with Dr. Dar. You are you are pretty amazing, I do have to say. I, I, I'm enjoying talking oh. to you a great deal. I am thrilled that it's a benefit and that you're having fun. <laughs> yes, indeed. Calling so, in uh, that uh, superpower. Dr. Absolutely. Dr. Well, see, I'm a, I'm a pleaser. That's, and that's part of my problem is that I'm not very confrontational. I tend to be wanting to be a pleaser or to make jokes out of a very serious situation, which used to be really quite infuriating to some people that I knew quite well. Uh, I'll bet. So I would, yeah. <laughs> so I would just, I would just cause cause trouble within the relationship that way as well. A um, question for you in 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 your work with with couples and with you know um um individuals and stuff what are some of the things that you're seeing today that are more prevalent than they were in the past or is everything are we are we as silly and as goofy today as we've always been <laughs> well that's the human condition isn't it silly and goofy as uh -huh. we've always been well um human beings do follow patterns that are that are um you know timeless um We've been told that you know money, intimacy, and um, what's the other one? There's money, sex, and there's one other thing that I can't think of right now that a root causes a relationship failure. I say that's not the case. I say it's not being able to communicate, listen, understand, and allow each other to be the best that we can be. Those are the root causes of relationship failure. Um, I think most of the time we are trying to push someone else to be who we want them to be or I, our idea of what we want them to be. Um, but that's really driven from something that we feel is lacking in ourselves. Mm. Combined with a mismatch. So, you know, uh, an example of a mismatch is for me, you know, being very strong as far as a superpower goes in love and belonging and freedom, me being with someone who's really dominant in power it would not be an ideal match for me. Would it become a power struggle? It, it, I would, I would, um, it, and, and it also depends, right? So there's three stages or states of being in these five superpowers. Those three are power over power with or power within. And I'm going to use the word power in this example, but it can be fun, freedom, love and belonging and survival as well using the over, with or within. 
So the over is dominating other people or situations, right? It's being having control and dominion over things. The with is I'm going to collaborate with you, but I'm still, you know, a little significantly less dominant as I, as I am in over, but I'm still with you on it. But within, that is the internal empowerment, um, internal focused and driven and motivated way of, of, of being with your superpower. Does that make sense? Sure it does. Now, but the question I have for you is, I, I, because I see this all the time, a lot of people are like, go within, find yourself, go within. And do you have some exercises that we can do or some steps that we can take to actually go within and be our powerful self? Because so many of us get lost in, in on the trail yeah. from the outside to the inside. Yeah, so I actually have a whole program for that. It's a year-long program, and that that don't want to talk a whole lot about that, but we play with several different models. Uh, it's very unconventional, not like anything that's uh, based on my research that exists today. Um, but I want to give give everybody one simple way to do it today, and that is take the quiz, identify what your superpower is, and, and identify what your kryptonite is. When you know what, what your kryptonite is from this quiz, then you will know what does not bring out the best in you. And you will know what kind of environments, what kind of activities, what kind of things to participate in. Let me give you an example of that. I've shared with you, you know, I know myself really well, so I'm going to use me as an example again. Love and belonging is my thing, right? I, that is uh, just off the Richter scale when I take the quiz. If a friend of mine, a dear, dear friend, or even my beloved husband asks me to go to a political debate in preparation for the election next year, I know immediately that's not going to be the best environment for me. I am going to come out in a bad mood. I'm going to be in a bad mood the entire there, time there because it creates an environment of arguing and pushing, um, you know, pushing opinions over each other. So I'm going to politely decline that invitation. Listen, I, I love that you've invited me to that event. You know I'm all about love and belonging, right? Yeah. I just don't think I'm going to be in my, at my best if I come to this event with you. I, you know, please ask someone else so that you can get the most out of that event based on what you're wanting to go for. And let's find something else that we can do together instead. So they're getting their power need met or their survival need met, you know, by going or maybe even fun. Maybe that kind of environment's fun for them. They're getting their need met, but I don't have to throw myself into it and find myself in survival and trying to get out. So these are simple. These superpowers are really simple ways of understanding ourselves to where we don't have to have to go so deeply. And you can really go deep or or surface level with these five superpowers as well. By the way, we're talking with Dr. Dara, and Dr. Dara, I have one question to ask you. When is the book coming out? Ah, you are now the fourth person that asked me that question. I, um, it is in the works. I don't have an answer as to when it's coming out. Well, thank God it's in the works. Yeah. Because <laughs> the, the information that you provide can really 
really help people. You, 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 in just the short time that we've had together today, you've helped me understand how I can help my son, help him and his relationship, and now I have a better understanding of what the hell happened with my relationship. And I appreciate that. I really do. And it's well, been it's been I awesome am, having you on. Go ahead. I am thrilled. Uh, just you know, I am here to be a value and benefit and receive the like and kind. So um, that just really warms my heart. Well, it's been it's been phenomenal uh, to have you on the podcast. And but now I have to go because I have this uh, relationship superpower quiz I have to take. I am not going to be able to leave my desk without it. So I've got to go do that. Dr. Dar, is there anything you'd like to tell our audience in closing about anything at all? Just really honor who you are. You know, um, you, you are perfect, whole, and complete as you are, flaws and all, glitches and all, and um, identify your superpower and just gloat in it because it is magical. And I thank you very much for that. You've been listening to my independence report. Do something nice for yourself. Be kind to others because, you know, each other's all we got. We'll see you next time. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we got. See you next time on my independence report.